Welcome to Dig Deep, the mining podcast. In this podcast, we go deep into mining news, hot topics, and live interviews with mining professionals and leading figures in the mining industry. Introducing your host, Rob Tyson, founder and director of Mining International and Mining International Executive, a leading global mining recruitment and headhunting agency. Hi, mining community. Welcome back to another episode of the Dig Deep, the Mining Podcast. And I have a returning guest who was actually one of my first guests when I first uh, started this podcast uh, back in November 2018. Um, I um, recorded an episode with uh, Jeremy, which was my third episode. So uh, this is probably four years ago. Um, So I'd like to welcome Jeremy Ruffell, who's the founder and CEO of Cornish Lithium who are a pioneering mineral exploration and development company focused on the environmental responsible extraction of lithium from a geothermal waters and hard rock in the historic mining district of Cornwall in the UK. Jeremy uh, has over 30 years of experience in the mining, finance and investment banking industry and has advised mining companies on transactions globally on all the ma- world's major uh, mining stock exchanges. Uh, a Campbell School of Mines graduate, he founded Cornish Lithium in 2016 and has successfully developed the company to what it is today. Um, and obviously, we're going to hear more, more about what, what they've been up to um, and obviously what they've been up to since we last spoke four years ago. So that's welcome, Jerry, to the podcast. How are you doing, Jeremy? Great, Rob. Thanks very much. Um, I'm very honoured to be back. So great to see you. No, and I appreciate your time, and, and hopefully it won't be another four years before we do another <laughs> before we do another podcast. So, um, for those that didn't listen, appreciate to go back to my uh, very first po- or very first few podcasts. Hopefully, see if I've improved. Um, but those that um, that don't know Jeremy, I wonder if you can just tell our audience a little bit about yourself, about your your career and your background. Yeah, sure. And look, you picked on, on on my most proud thing, which is I graduated from the Camborne School of Mines in Cornwall. Um, uh, a long time ago now, but I, I'm a mining engineer by training, worked in the South African gold mines for, for a while, and then um, embarked on an investment banking career uh, and, and was involved with some of the very uh, biggest mining teams, led the mining team at Deutsche Bank, UBS, Investec. They really uh, had a great uh, uh, career in the city. I traveled all over the world, financing mines. It's been a very good backdrop. And then um, in 2016, Walking to work one day, I started thinking about electric vehicles and and what the demands that they would need, the, the commodities they'd need, and remembered uh, a friend of mine had mentioned even earlier that 2011 about that um, there was lithium in in Cornish mines historically, uh, and I got back home and started uh, uh, doing in depth research, in other words, googling it, and uh, um, up came some very interesting historical records of of lithium in in geothermal waters in Cornwall. And it was a big problem for the for the miners in those days that they would hit on structures, geological structures, where water would come rushing into the mine. It was hot. It was 50, 40, 50 degrees centigrade. There's historical records of miners being scalded by that water. And then somebody very enterprising suggested that they test it because it was salty and a long way from the sea. And a Professor Miller in 1864 uh, uh, so, uh, tested that water from a mine and he pronounced that it has great quantities of lithium in it. So, um, and that was really what got me started on, on this journey that I thought, well, um, some of the records were quite 
um, widely spaced across Cornwall. I realized this could be a, a, a major a geological phenomenon and started picking up uh, mineral rights to, to, to the area. And that's really where it all started. So, yeah, I'm a mining engineer by background and, and really hit on this idea um, it, in keeping with the transition that we're all facing to renewable energy, electric vehicles and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, that's me. Okay. Um, one thing, give give us a, an overview of uh, Cornish lithium, um, and then probably take us more, uh, talk us through some of the key developments over the past sort of eighteen months or so. Sure. So, so an overview of the company is we are really a company of two companies. We um, started off, as I sort of already talked about, the uh, focusing on lithium and brine or in water. In fact, the brine in Cornwall is hardly brine at all. It's more a little bit of saltiness in it, but uh, very low salinity water, very, very important when you start looking at how we process that because low salt means much easier to process than high salt, Like unlike other um, lithium-bearing brines around the world. The water in Cornwall is very special. Um, so we have one side of the business is, is focused on on that and also the associated heat in that water. So those, those um, geothermal waters are 80, 90 degrees centigrade um, a lot of heat and everyone's gas bill has gone up recently. So we're all looking for alternative green sources of heat. That's very important for us as a business as well, that we can use that heat to decarbonize industry in Cornwall. And then the second part of the business is a focus on hard rock. Um, the open pit that we are planning may not be as big as the one behind you, Rob, but um, it, it certainly will be quite a big open pit. It's an existing open pit. It was mined for China clay until about nine years ago. Um, so the the the, in, the environmental uh, footprint is already established, and we've 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 taken that pit on. Uh, we are now the the the, the uh, we're running that pit. Um, we're not mining there yet, but we're still we're drilling. Um, and we've also taken on an associated processing site, which is um, just across the road from the pit, um, which is a former China clay processing site. So we have a hard rock project, which we've just completed a scoping study on. Um, which will produce, so it will produce lithium uh, hydroxide or carbonate in 2026. So over the last 18 months, we've made a huge amount of progress in terms of both of those businesses. On the geothermal side, we've we've commissioned and built, uh, built and commissioned the first uh, pilot plant, a lithium extraction pilot plant ever in the UK. Um, we were just uh, slightly pipped to the post by one in Europe, but we were pretty much uh, right, one of the very early, the second pilot plant built in Europe to extract lithium from geothermal brines. Very excited about that. We've just drilled our third uh, borehole for geothermal uh, brine or water down to 1,700 metres, and that's very exciting and encouraging. We're testing that as we speak. We're hoping to drill that a bit deeper as well. So, And we've we the, on, the, on the hard rock side, we've really, as I said, completed the scoping study um, we've achieved funding from Technet, our, one of our major shareholders, uh, Technology Metals Investor Investment Fund of £18 million, the second tranche of which was contingent on the scoping study. And a lot of due diligence was done by them prior to investing that second £9 million that came in, in in June. So we've got plenty of money in the bank at the moment, which is great. Um, and, you know, really uh, big uh, strides forward with with the company. And of course, it helps to have the huge tailwind of the lithium price, which has gone up in the last two years by 1,200%. Say that quickly, it doesn't sound much, but it really is quite stellar for any commodity I've ever looked at. I don't think we've seen that sort of rise of price. So 
really amazing, amazing 18 months. Yeah, it's good to hear. Um, why is the domestic source of lithium so important to the UK? Obviously, lithium is found in various parts of the world. Um, but why is it really important to the UK? I think it's 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 important to the UK, Rob, because um, we have a reasonably significant automotive industry here still. Jaguar Land Rover, um, McLaren, and, and various other car manufacturers here. And if we don't have a domestic source of lithium, it will be very, very hard for those, those automotive manufacturers to satisfy what's called the rules of origin, which come in in 2027 in, in, in force, where 57% of the car, not just any electric car, but any car at all, has to be sourced from within the U- UK or the EU. So given that the, the whole of Europe has got no source of lithium either at the moment, it really is a, a hugely important that we establish a domestic source of supply. Uh, the automotive industry is about 4% of GDP. Very important industry, employs uh, 800,000 people directly and indirectly. If we lose that industry, it's a major, major blow to the UK. So we have to um, source it. And the second reason is if we've got the geology, the right geology here, which we do, uh, this is not spodumene, but it is mica, and the, and, and the Chinese have been processing mica, lithium micas for many years now. It's nothing new. Um, we should try and exploit it because that creates jobs. It creates international value, or global, you know, economic value add in Cornwall. Um, and every job that we can create in Cornwall is a job that's not created in, say, China or somewhere else. And, and obviously, the, the, the big lesson uh, that we learned very painfully and very sadly this year was the war in Ukraine, which really made everybody think uh, about uh, raw material supply chains, in that case, uh, oil and gas. But in our case, it really has made the government uh, or governments around the world wake up and say, well, hang on a minute, we have to be make sure that we do not not dependent on other uh, economies for our own domestic security. So that's uh, why it, it's so important that we actually have a domestic supply chain here. Yeah. And how much lithium can you produce? Will it cover all of the for, for all of the UK and some of Europe, um, especially if we're probably the only lithium mining in Europe at the moment? Um, how how much will how much of the supply how much would you be able to supply of UK and Europe? Well, I think I think in Europe's case there are quite a few um, aspiring lithium producers. We'll we'll see how all that goes. But obviously there was a big setback with Rio Tinto's project in Serbia. That was a wake up call to how difficult it is to develop a, a lithium mine in Europe. But um, we believe we could we could generate about so let's put it in context. The uh, automotive transformation. Um, body in the UK and the Faraday Institute have forecasted about 80,000 tonnes of lithium carbonate equivalent, or LCE, will be needed by 2030, which is only seven years away now, um, ready tomorrow. So that is a huge, huge amount of lithium. Um, that, To put that in context, only say five or six years ago, the global supply of lithium full stop was about 320,000 tonnes. So 80,000 is a lot. Um, how are we? How much can we produce? We're we're very confident we can produce about eight to ten thousand tons from our hard rock project. Um, so we're nowhere near enough for the UK, and we would aspire to produce um, a, a, at least the same again from our from our brine operations. But that 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 is is still um, relatively in its infancy. Um, although we're making great progress on it, uh, so I, I think you know even if we produced. 15,000, 20,000 tonnes, it's still uh, only a quarter of 
what the UK will need. So we'll still need to import. There's another uh, company in Cornwall who are also trying to produce lithium from rock, um, British lithium. They, they're aspiring to produce more. And everyone asks us if they're competition. Absolutely not. Uh, we all, we need all of that lithium to supply the UK's uh, raw material needs. So, um, that, yeah, I mean, it, Britain really does need this. Yeah. Um, the company uh, has a big focus on sustainability. Um, can you talk us through how you're incorporating this into your projects? Yeah, well, thanks, Rob. We, we, we do indeed have a big focus on sustainability. We have a, a, a strong ESG team of, I think, about 10 professionals uh, full-time. Um, we published our sustainability report, first sustainability report this year, even though we're not a public company. Well, we are now a PLC, but we're not a listed company. We're a PLC as of about a week ago, um, but we're not listed. And so we don't, we don't have to produce a sustainability report, but we take sustainability and ESG extremely seriously. And and each one of those at, at ESG, that the environment, social and governance, we take extremely seriously um we are very know very well that, that we have to behave as responsible citizens in cornwall um minimize our environmental impact um at the same time it's a it's a it's a uh a fact that these raw materials have to come out of the ground you you can't recycle your way to electric vehicles yet that may come in 30 years time but they have to be extracted from the ground we have to do it in a responsible way so we do have a, a big focus on on sustainability and responsibility, low carbon, which is why we've selected um, our methods of extraction to be ultra low carbon um, uh, uh, and responsible methods. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, a topic, I suppose, that comes up quite often um, is mining is obviously historically suffered from a sort of poor public perception, especially obviously here in the UK. Um, do you see this as a challenge for you? Um, as you look to sort of develop your projects, yeah, Rob, thank, thank you. Uh, it, mining. When you speak to the average person in the street about mining, they will conjure up uh, mainly coal mines. They will think about um, dirty, dangerous places to work. This is nothing could be further from the the, the truth. In in our case, um, we are uh, an open pit in in our hard rock project, and and ours is our brine is almost not mining at all. It's more you know, I prefer to use the words mineral extraction uh, rather than mining because that's what we're trying to do. Um, and really, in Cornwall, it's got to bear in mind that uh, Cornwall has a 4,000-year history of extracting metals from the ground, mainly focus on tin. If you're a pole dark fine, you know all about that, um, and copper. But also, um, there was a lithium mine, that, as far as we can see, in the war in Cornwall. That's that's why we've, we focused on our Trelava pit in the first place. So it's it's and and Cornwall still has a, a a very important China clay industry from which um, there are very large open pits um, in Cornwall still still being operated for China clay. So so Cornwall's no stranger to mineral extraction, and we have had very very strong support for our projects from the local community and from the council, and indeed from the UK government. So um, we we don't take it lightly. You know, our responsibilities there, but we are. Um, we really do see ourselves as extracting a, a a vital mineral or metal that will enable the energy transition to happen. Without lithium, there is no energy transition. We might as well go back to burning fossil fuels. Um, but if we can't just rely on that fact alone, it's the fact that we it's a double whammy. We're extracting a, a, this fantastic metal, which enables 
the transition to happen, but doing it in a responsible manner. Yeah. Um, I suppose moving on from that, obviously the public perception of mining, um, how, how can we as an industry improve that perception throughout the whole UK? And again, probably had this question, I've asked this quite similar type of question to many guests. Um, but I suppose if we focused on the UK, which isn't a mining necessarily a big mining jurisdiction, uh, probably was quite a few years ago, but not not necessarily now. Although there seems to be a, a sort of a resurgence of mining. How can we? I suppose how can we inform? How can we make mining change their brand or the, change their image from what you just initially said of it being dirty and and, and it's not that. Um, what do you think we could probably do as as an industry to help change people's perceptions? I think that um, it's a really really important question, and 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 it it goes to if you ask um, most young people, as we have, um, what motivates them, what keeps them up at night. Um, for me, when I was growing up, my what kept me awake at night was uh, um, the prospect of nuclear war. So nowadays, the pros- the thing that keeps most young people awake at night is the problem with climate change and and so if you say to a young person do you want to be part of the journey to ameliorate or or to to stop climate change they would answer yes and so the answer is then how do you think we're going to do that we have to we have to extract these minerals that facilitate the change to renewable energy do you want to be part of that journey and a lot of young people would say yes but if you said, you know, if we've got to break that nexus between being mining, being dirty, to mining and mineral extraction being an absolute essential part of energy transition, we, we, without copper, without tin, without lithium, without cobalt, we cannot make that transition. And I think people have to understand that everything we have in life is either mined or farmed. If you've got an iPhone, it's got 62, I think, different metals in it. If you drive a car, even a non-electric car, it's got aluminium, steel, copper. All of these things don't come out of thin air. They have to be. They have to be extracted. But you know, we do have to be careful for the environment. But but in order to achieve um, the transition and stopping climate change, we have to mine these, extract these metals from the ground, and that's where we start. We start with young people and telling them they can actually be a major part of this exciting transition via. Um, learning about chemical engineering, mineral extraction engineering, and that sort of thing. That's that's the transition we need to make. Yeah. And do you think the government should be responsible to send that message out? Um, uh, because there's probably more people will, will listen to that if it's obviously coming from the government, um, because that's obviously informing everyone that doesn't know anything about mining, that mining is essential and needed, and, it, and it's not the perception you think, but it is to a greater good. Um, I, I do think government have a, a major responsibility here, and and um, to that end, I'm on the critical raw materials committee of the government, advising the government on 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 strategic raw materials and um, critical raw materials. I'm very proud to be on that committee. Um, the but what that committee is addressing is is how to best inform uh, the the government and the and the public about that. Those materials that are necessary for the transformation, and to that end, uh, in the government published earlier this year the first um, review into the critical raw materials strategy for the government, and that highlighted the importance of education and mining education, particularly, and training the young engineers who can facilitate that. And and I think really we are already beginning to see 
that change, you're beginning to see uh, um, British engineers, uh, chemical engineers in particular, who are realizing the imperative of, of the renewable transition and thinking about how they can extract things like lithium. We're very proud to be working with a couple of companies out of Manchester University who are, who've just woke up and thought, oh, we can do that. Very clever people, much cleverer than me, but you know, they, 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 they know how to do it. They just haven't had to, had to in the past. So the government's message is, is working. Britain has got lots of very talented chemical engineers and um, environmental engineers, mechanical engineers who are being, who are now helping to solve this um, uh, challenge that we all face going forward. So it is, it is important for government to do that, but it's also important for private companies like us to not always depend on government to help us. It's we, we, we just get on with the job. And that's what we do in Cornish Lithium. We're just getting on with the job. We're very, very grateful for support from the government. We've had some good government funding, but ultimately it's responsible. We are responsible for our own destiny. We've just got to get on and do it. Yeah. I've got a couple more questions. Um, next one is what, um, how can you, I suppose, what, what are your thoughts on the UK mining industry as a whole? And 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 like I mentioned, there seems to be this resurgence of mining within the UK compared to, um, I mean, I moved back from Australia to the UK in 2014, uh, and I've seen I've seen a development in the mining industry in, just in those last eight years. And obviously, there's probably a lot more moving forward. What are your thoughts on the whole of the UK mining industry, and wh- where are we going? Um, great questions, Rob. Um, the the I, I was I, I went to attended a, an event with Rio Tinto a couple of nights ago, um, and was stunned that two government ministers presented as guests of honour at that uh, at that function. Um, and talking about the the importance of critical raw materials, that would have never happened before. So not for a very long time. So you've got. Rio Tinto, one of the the greatest mining companies in the world, headquartered here in London. We've got a big, you know, big knowledge base here in the UK at the School of Mines, um, one of the preeminent mining schools in the world. We've got lots of mining companies headquartered here, listed on the London Stock Exchange, and and we've also got, as you mentioned, since you returned in two thousand and fourteen, we've seen a resurgence of interest in mining, because what happened was, in particularly in Cornwall, a lot of the these very talented uh, mining engineers moved out of Cornwall to go and resource the uh, uh, the what they called the the new world. They they went to the US, they went to Canada, Australia, South Africa, as in the in the mid eighteen hundreds, to build those mines. Those mines are now all worked out. And what happened in Cornwall is fascinating: that the people left and the minerals stayed. So the minerals are immovable. The minerals are still there, and and people are realizing that like like um, uh, Cornish Metals, which has got the South Crofty project, tin project in Cornwall, they've got funding from Vision Blue, uh, Sir McDavis's fund, to dewater that mine. It's one of the, th- the th- third biggest tin deposits in the whole world. Still there, still sitting there, ready to be mined. They're going to dewater that mine, start mining. Fantastic. Um, that's exciting. And 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 other companies who are, are focused on mining in Cornwall, and other companies who are looking to extract. Uh, brine lithium bearing brines in the northeast we really are seeing and obviously the gold industry in the northern ireland scotland 
really a, a resurgence of of interest in in mining in the UK because if we don't if we rely on other people so the UK until very recently has relied on other people to uh, supply oil and gas look where that's got us um and and you know other metals we sort of want to not think about it but as we enter the renewable energy transition we really do need to think about where those metals come from have we got them here in the UK can we create jobs and economic value add here and the answer is absolutely yes we can we've got some great deposits here we can do it in a responsible way then everyone's a winner yeah certainly you know and like you said there is probably we like you said cornwall has been mining for four thousand odd years so there is obviously a mining industry here it just needs the people more people to go into the industry and start making some of these projects making things happen like like yourself, um, and I and I do see a, a a good future for the mining industry for a number of decades to come. Um, and you're obviously you're 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 in, in what you're doing. It's it's the grounding of that. And and hopefully, if we if I'm still doing this podcast in ten or fifteen years, there could be a number of number of other companies that are actually in production. So. Um, so yeah, there, there seems to be a, a bright future, and we are moving, moving more into mining here in the UK. And it's it's really interesting when we're drilling our our deep uh, holes for for lithium in brine. We're hitting copper, we're hitting tin, we're hitting all sorts of things on the way down. That's never been mined. Mm-hmm. I think there's a really bright future for the UK as we sort of really realise the importance of that industry to our future. Yeah, and um, summing up, um, what's the next sort of six? six to nine, 12 months look like for Cornish lithium? And is there anything else that you want to add? Thanks, Rob. I think I think um, the next 12 months, nine months, whatever, you know, the next year is a hugely important year for us. We we start our feasibility study for Trilava. For, we've done the scoping study. It's very exciting and positive. Um, we will be starting to build our demonstration plant, which is a, is is very interesting for us. That that'll be built by the end of uh, the end of the year, and and actually able to process um, some you know large bulk samples through that. That's really interesting. Um, we will be drilling more uh, lithium brine holes, and and hopefully building a, a a demo plant extraction plant for that too. And we're also going to be looking at seeing what we should do with the the intersections of copper and tin that we've had who knows what what we do with that but you know they're sitting there um really interesting and i think also you know that what do we do with the geothermal heat how does that play we're going to be building a project with uh, a local agricultural college looking into using that heat for farming greenhouses etc so it really does open up a really exciting uh, year in 2023 and we're massively looking forward to it yeah, looks like sounds like you've got a busy, busy 2023 and obviously wish you all the luck uh, for the next year. And um, that's that's have a catch up uh, sort of mid mid to late next year and not leave it for another four years and obviously give us an update on everything. Would love to. Yeah. Thanks, Rob. Thanks yeah, very much. Really appreciate your time, Jeremy. Um, if our audience wants to reach out to you, if they've got any questions, um, how can they go about doing that? What social media platforms? Uh, are you on and Cornish Lithium? We're on pretty much all the social media platforms, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram. Uh, also, the main, the best place to get in touch is via our website. 
there's uh, on our website there is a downloadable copy of our presentation our latest presentation you can look at all our uh, report and accounts etc if you want to but but there's a, a way of getting in contact with um our uh, ir and pr team uh, on that website so that's the best way to do it yeah we'll include those in the, the show notes so uh that's for easy access to people to uh, get in contact and see see what you guys are doing and the progress you're making which um yeah and it's a great great story and those that are listening really appreciate your time um hope you enjoyed that uk does have a mining industry and it is growing um so please please share this episode um with others around the world um because hopefully the uk is not forgotten in the mining mining community um and as obviously jeremy pointed out um there is a lot going on um and we do have a, a future here in in the uk in the mining industry so appreciate your continued support and until next time happy mining thank you for listening remember to reach out to rob via the show notes and be sure to subscribe and leave a review until next time happy mining helping each other to improve the mining industry